Welcome back to Detroit Rising. This is Chad Livengood, Senior Editor at Crane Detroit Business. In July, Dan Gilbert's Bedrock LLC closed on the sale of the Courtyard Hotel. They bought it from General Motors. It's a 265-room hotel right on Jefferson Avenue. And it's Dan Gilbert's second hotel that he's added to his portfolio of properties in downtown Detroit. Uh, here to talk about that in the strategy going forward for for bedrock uh, and the family of companies uh, at quicken loans is uh, andrew lieber he's the vice president of hospitality and was uh, was uh, front and center in that deal uh, welcome to the podcast andrew thanks for having me appreciate it chad tell me a little bit about uh, why you guys uh, bought this property uh look uh, the courtyard is a fantastic brand it's really well recognized for travelers uh, both locally and then uh, across across the country uh, it performs really well. It's exciting uh, for travelers to come to the city of Detroit, and this property fit really well in our portfolio. It fit well in your, into your portfolio, um, and you have the Shinola Hotel. Um, obviously, these are two different types of hotels. That's a that's a boutique, really higher end. Um, the the courtyard has just a lot of daily travelers. Um, Primarily um, business focused. Tra- business business traveler uh, hotel. Yeah. What what um, what is the strategy with uh, with with the two kind of going forward now? Well, I mean the the courtyard performs well. Like I said, I think we uh, we will maintain it. Uh, there's no no immediate uh, plans for the future to change the brand, change the flag. We are uh, we're excited about how well it performs and um, and really what it was to uh, it diversifies our portfolio. To your point, the Shinola is a boutique, more luxury focused hotel. It, it meets a different type of traveler's needs than the courtyard, uh, but the courtyard performs uh, just as well. How many uh, hotel rooms do we have approximately down, downtown now? So we have about 4,500 rooms. That is, excludes the three casino properties because they really operate differently than the, the traditional hotel does. They're kind of an island. Uh, uh, a little bit, right. Yeah. And they're each 400 rooms. There's three of those yeah. in the city. Uh, but they can't operate as they, – they don't function as a convention hotel really – not traditional, right? They they host a number of their uh, their loyal players, their their uh, gaming guests, and that business I don't think changes. So, kind of, as you look at the assess the market, um, what 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 do we need to be at uh, if we're at forty five hundred? What what should what should be the sweet spot? Or what's well, the demand truthfully, right now? truthfully, I I can't answer a number for you, but I can tell you what types of things we need. I'll tell you the the, the latest editions of the Siren, the Foundation, the Shinola. Now the Metropolitan at the Element, they are delivering a quality product that's really cool and different and unique. But what this city really needs is a hotel attached to uh, the now TCF Center. We need a convention center, headquarter hotel. It is one of the things that limits the ability of the city of Detroit to attract larger scale convention business. And that business is hugely impactful to the economy. It creates jobs. It creates tax revenue, and we need to focus on that that opportunity. Well, um, is there something that uh, the Gilbert companies are looking at? Do they want to get into building a convention center? I mean, it's something we would absolutely explore. I'll tell you, you know, the the the, the Joe Lewis Arena site, which is under uh, is being demolished now, uh, is a great opportunity. The owners of that site have been exploring their options one of the requirements of their development agreement with the city is to build a hotel on that site uh, it's something we would love to explore 
That's the FGIC or, or, or um, Financial Guarantee Insurance, Insurance Co- Corporation. Co- corporation, yeah. yeah. FIDIC. Uh, FIDIC, sure. yeah, yeah. I remember them from the That's uh, right, yeah, from the, from the bankruptcy. Yeah, so, so they, yeah, they, they, for our listeners' understanding, they were a, a bond insurance company that uh, picked up uh, uh, Joe Louis Arena in, in the bankruptcy as basically uh, uh, an asset instead of cash. Uh, so now they've got to find a way to leverage that asset. Correct. Are you guys talking to them about uh, a hotel development? Uh, no, we aren't actively talking to them. Uh, they they have hired a broker, I believe CBRE, who is looking for development partners. That's still a pretty big project. Is that is that the right spot, uh, the right side of Kobo? Hmm, great question. I uh, ideally, it would the, the hotel location would sit somewhere between the Renaissance, the Renaissance Center, and TCF. I can't. I still can't say. TCF yet. I'm still getting comfortable it's with it. It's going to take a while. For yeah. a lot of us, right? Uh, I think it belongs on that side, uh, the, the side between Hart Plaza and, and TCF. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the location of Joe Lewis and the potential connectivity could be really unique. Yeah. yeah. And and you already got an infrastructure built in there. That's right. You've got uh, the, the highway, which is quite a quite a, um, a tight squeezed um, uh, uh, highway and then you also got uh, the people mover yeah absolutely which people still use uh, I, I know because every once in a while when I write it uh, there are Quicken Loans employees or oh, yeah. Riverfront Towers uh, sure. who are getting on and they're riding all the way to, to work absolutely yeah. So if you're looking at um, the connectivity there, um, there was an opportunity a year ago or so uh, to to expand uh, the the Pontchartrain Hotel mm-hmm. and build a second tower. City Council had some uh, you know, some qualms with the ownership and, and the operation of that. Uh, it was kind of tied up in a big unionization uh, fight. And that, that one got voted down. So and that was they were promising a 400-room hotel. Was that a mm-hmm. missed opportunity there? Uh, you know, I don't know the specifics, so I can't comment on what happened between city council and the, the owner and developer of that other tower, but I, I think it did. I mean, I think the opportunity between the Foundation Hotel and the, cor- and the Crown across from TCF was a missed opportunity for uh, for the city. Yeah. Um, so as you kind of look forward, um, what about Midtown? Is there, uh, is there a need, you know, this, this mid, the mid, the, yeah, the skyscraper right is going to be built today, across yeah. the street? Yeah, just for our listeners to understand, we're recording at Detroit Homecoming at the, uh, at the Max Fisher Music Center, uh, DSO's Music um, uh, Orchestra Hall. And they're going to be building a, um, you know, what would be Midtown's first skyscraper across the, across the road from us here uh, since the 1920s. Uh, they've they promised a hotel. Is there definitely a need for more hotel space up this side of? Yeah, I mean, not only the mid. There's a few other developments in the Cass Quarter as well. Something else on Wayne State University's campus. I know uh, the Roxbury Group is also looking at something next to the Bonstell Theater. Uh, you know, I think there's Midtown is a, is a unique opportunity. I think the medical center drives a ton of demand. This facility, the DSO, drives a ton of demand. Uh, I, I think that's a great another submarket to explore for hotel uh, for hospitality use. I think it's great. What else is uh, are, are you guys uh, working on right now? You you have another you have a third hotel in development at the Book uh, Tower or, uh, building. Uh, tell us a little bit about that project. Yeah, that project's going to be uh, really unique. It's it's a stunning piece of architecture, as I'm sure your listeners know. But uh, we're really excited about the incredible revitalization of that property. Uh, it's a unique, special jewel in the skyline of Detroit, and we're really excited to, to deliver that. Uh, it's going to be mixed-use in nature, multifamily units, uh, retail at grade, 
food and beverage offerings, as well as a, uh, some small office and a hospitality use. Uh, the hospitality use we're studying is, a, is extended stay in nature, so it's a little bit more uh, akin to uh, a traditional apartment style living versus a traditional hotel room uh, that your listeners might be familiar with. So it's a, it's a, it's a unique offering for the city, uh, and I think it fills a, a nice niche in the market. We don't have too many extended stay hotel rooms in, in downtown. I, I, I'm, I've stayed at, at um, Fort Shelby um, uh, a few times uh, and, and Doubletree Hotel, mm-hmm. and they've got some suites that are set up for week-long business travel, but there's not really that kind of, of unit. Uh, no, that's right. The first one that came on was Roxbury's and the Means Group uh, at the Metropolitan. Okay. Uh, at the ele- or the element at the Metropolitan. Yeah. That is a traditional extended stay hotel platform. But we're thinking even more than just the traditional hotel unit, the residence inns, the home with suites style. Uh, mm-hmm. We're thinking uh, push this and shift it more towards uh, multifamily. Okay. So they pe- uh, people would um, stay for what kind of what kind of clientele are you, talking, are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, extended stay in that space. Um, in the lodging space is typically plus five nights. So whereas your average length of stay in a in the traditional tra- tra- transient hotel would be two nights mm-hmm. or so, yeah, uh, maybe one and a half uh, nights. Um, we're thinking someone who's maybe transitioning in and out of the marketplace, someone who's relocating, maybe for a job opportunity or their, um, uh, and that might be thirty days. You know, yeah. instead of instead of signing a lease for a year, maybe you sign a lease for thirty days at a, at this type of unit. These are pretty prevalent in. Washington D.C., uh, New York, Boston, people who uh, d- don't live there, they they may live here mm-hmm. um, and travel and tell and, and commute there and, mm-hmm. and such. So you're trying to replicate that in in this market. That's you see right. a need for that. Yeah, I mean, there's a the the number of businesses that are coming to Detroit that both exist and that we see in the future are going to have that type of need. Whether it's consulting type business for the big firms that you might be familiar with, E and Y, Deloitte. Pricewaterhouse, Coopers, those, those types of firms do extended uh, duration projects. They might last six, eight, ten months at, at a time. And the, the people that they're sending from their firms are not necessarily located in this city, even though they have offices here. Yeah. So those types of people want something more unique than just a hotel room that feels a little bit more like home. Has Quicken and the family of companies just learned that from from? from consulting or hiring some of these firms that they, they come and work for you for, for your it's, company for uh, projects? Sure, some of it might be FOC business or family of company business, but uh, many of, much of it is the city of Detroit. There are lots of other industries in this town. Sure. Uh, even General Motors uh, drives a lot of that business as well. Yeah. I mean, General Motors, I believe, bought the... Uh, developed the Millender Center and and the adjacent uh, uh, Courtyard Hotel just for that purpose, that mm-hmm. they needed something that was different than th- their Marriott mm-hmm. uh, Convention Hotel. Correct. So, um, so there's there's some there's some connectivity there. Yeah. What other, what, what else is going on in hospitality that um, you guys are looking at down the road? You know, I think there's a lot of room in this marketplace to just keep delivering different experiences. I think travelers today want something unique, uh, and people who are coming to the city of Detroit want to experience something that 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 is that they can't experience at home. So, what we're trying to do when we look at our developments is uh, deliver a project that and a product that. It, you wouldn't find elsewhere something that works with the fabric of the city of Detroit and the community, 
but also can be really appealing to travelers. And Detroit is be increasingly becoming an, a much more popular destination. We're speaking with Andrew Lieber, uh, Vice President of Hospitality at Bedrock. Uh, Andrew, there's one big uh, uh, development project that uh, that your company is working on, and that's construction of a you know, skyscraper that would presumably be the tallest in, in Michigan, um, at the site of the uh, of the former J.L. Hudson's uh, department store on Woodward Avenue. Um, there's going to be a hotel component to that. Uh, can you tell us anything about what that will entail? Yeah, I, we we're studying our options right now, so I can't I can't say we've landed on any one uh, brand or partner, uh, but we're really excited to bring. Uh, uh, to bring a, an experience that doesn't exist in Detroit. Uh, with the performance of the Shinola Hotel just across the street from uh, the Hudson site uh, and how well it's performed has given us a lot of comfort with uh, with what the city of Detroit um, needs and wants, and that allows us to really expand our horizons from a development perspective. So the the opportunity is tremendous there. I mean, we, we don't have a Hilton in this town, Um um, well, other than the double tree, the, the double which tree, is affiliated not, with the Hilton not a family, but not a traditional, traditional Hilton. That's right. Um, I mean, is this going to? Is it likely to be a name brand hotel, or is it possible you could do something uh, you know unique and and custom like like Shinola Hotel? Mm. Uh, it likely would be a brand, if I had to you know say right now. Uh, but I th I don't think we're opposed to weaving in the narrative of the Hudson site. The Hudson site is, and the Hudson's department store, you know, evokes so much emotion for uh, for people who live, who have lived here when it was operating. And sure. you, know, you hear so many stories of people taking their kids there for back to school shopping or holiday season. Um, we think there's a really interesting narrative and story there that we, we want to bring into this project. Well, why would you not want yeah. to capitalize on that? Um, Absolutely, because people that people you know that's what they're always going to think of it. You still don't have a name for this building yet, do they? Uh, not an official one. We still call it the Hudson site, so no. Yeah, but uh, is it possible that there's some you know, in the naming or the or you're, what you're kind of hinting at is that the programming of this building is going to have some Hudson's type theme to it? I, ideally, yes, but I don't think we've landed on anything just yet. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, the the site is incredibly important to the city of Detroit, to the people of Detroit, and we want to make sure that whatever we do uh, ensures that everyone is welcome in that site. There's uses that, that are not just for hotels or hotel guests from out of town that – uh, that we, we think smartly about how we program every element of that project. Andrew Lieber with uh, Bedrock, uh, thank you for joining us here on the Detroit Rising Podcast. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm Chad Livengood, Senior Editor at Crane's Detroit Business. You've been listening to the Detroit Rising Podcast. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, uh, please subscribe to our uh, iTunes channel, the Crane's Detroit Business iTunes channel, or Google Play or anywhere else you find your podcasts.